Auto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing, the motorcycle podcast so bad we received an ASBO in Wales. We've been voted Best Motorcycle Podcast five times by David Caruso impersonators across the globe. Check us out on patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out how you can support the show. All right. With no further ado, let's get into this week's topics, this week's shows, this week's arresting conversations. Uh, hell, I'm out of here. Who am I fooling? Hey, this is uh, Junkie Turdman. Let me turn myself up a little bit so you can hear me. I don't know how I'm coming in right now. It looks like I'm coming in pretty good from what I can see on the monitors. Uh, this is a special episode, episode 213 of Creative Writing. Why is it a special episode? Besides that hopefully I'm on all of you now in uh, self-quarantine isolation. <laughs> that doesn't make anything special, does it? But this episode is coming to you from... Space. Uh, yes, the winds have been terrible in SoCal when I left, uh, but fortunately I was able to uh, take a journey to outer space via thanks to, um, via thanks to. That's a new saying, by the way. In space it is, because you know what? I just realized none of the constraints of Earth apply here. There's no speed limits. I'm actually going like. 700 trillion miles an hour right now. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Let me look at the gauge real quick. See if I can see what I'm doing. What does this say? Uh, yeah, I'm going pretty fast. I'm doing just about uh, 62,000 miles an hour right now. And I got to tell you, it feels great. Uh, there's no cops out here to give me any speed. Uh, let me see. Yeah, okay. We are. I just had to do a critical check there to make sure that I was not going to collide with anything. Uh, that's one thing. There's a lot of trash out here. I was not expecting that. Uh, but there's a lot of crap I had to fly through coming out of here. I hitched a ride on the back of SpaceX, uh, which thanks to SpaceX and Tesla, they are like um, helping with right now uh, the needs of the nation by providing what's it called like uh ventilators and stuff like that so like a grand like a thousand of them i think um it only makes sense if you say a grand when you're talking about money like if you say oh i have a grand sport bike that just sounds like you have a really nice fancy sport bike uh if if you want to say a leader sport bike that's one thing oh shit hang on one sec uh i don't i don't really know how to use any of these controls i kind of you could say I high sh- uh, shanghaied the spaceship. You could say that. I'm just going to say I temporarily borrowed it. Uh, I have the family sleeping in the back. So as per usual, I am doing this podcast when everyone's asleep. Uh, I have my motorcycles with me. Um, 
I'm hoping Spamala runs out here in space. I don't know how anti-gravity and zero gravity is going to work on a fuel-injected bike, uh, being that the gas doesn't flow down uh, into the float bowl. It's probably floating around up there. Um, so we'll have to assume that the, she has enough compression for vacuum to work. And if you've been paying attention over the past few days to our moto scans and stuff like that, hopefully you are hearing that uh, how engines work. And so you'll understand what I'm talking about when I say I'm not 100% sure if she will actually be working out here in outer space. But the sounds that you hear, I'm sure you hear them because I hear them. That is our craft, and that is just the weird deep void of space. You think space doesn't make a sound because it's a vacuum? You are wrong, my friends. So periodically you might hear some stuff in the background. Um, I'm trying to keep everything quiet, but there are some alarms and things that go off uh, every once in a while. So, um, But yeah, we're like getting out of near orbit and actually entering the, the depths of space. So we'll see how this all goes. Um, I did get a chance uh, to set up a comm link to Earth, so I'll be trying to hit up Wiggins here in a couple minutes. Um, And aside from that, there's no streaming in space. Did you know that? Like, I'm getting satellite feeds, so I'm still getting air stuff. Uh, And I would say satellite cable, but that's like an oxymoron. Satellite and cable are two different things. But I don't get, quote, cable up here. I don't get feeds. I am getting some satellite feeds, nothing good, all crappy music and a lot of stuff uh, from the other side of the globe. I don't know. Looking down, it's kind of hard to tell where we're at right now uh, for me since I'm not an astronaut. But I could tell you the Earth definitely uh, is not flat and it's not round. It's kind of square. So I wasn't expecting that. It's like a um, polyhedral. Is that what you call it? Does that mean multi-sided? Polygonal? It's a polygon and, and it's a 3D polygon. Uh, I can't describe. I don't know the correct math terms. My wife's the math genius, so she's the one that could tell you about all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so uh oh, what was that? Uh, I don't know. We're heading into. It was like some sort of alarm went off. Anyway, I hope I can figure this out. I hope we can stay on course and nothing, nothing crazy happens. But uh, so yeah, and the, ooh. Okay, that's just some vents and stuff going off. But in the meantime. Uh, I did want to say I cannot wait. I don't know where we're going to head, if we're going to hit the moon or what. But we took – this thing came stocked with all the toilet papers. And apparently we, it's got bidets too. The toilet – the tissues here are just to um, blow your nose. Uh, this thing has full bidets, uh, front and rear, top to bottom, side to side, all that great stuff. Uh, and you have to sit in this special little thing to even use the bathroom. So it's going to be interesting to see. I haven't I haven't tried to ride the bikes around yet because we are in space. We're not in free float. Like I said, we're, we're hauling butt. So we still do have uh, the G-forces kind of pressing against us from the thrust from the rocket. So I, I guess I could ride them down there at the bottom of the ship. But once we go into total free float mode, I mean, what, am I going to hook a magnet up to my bike so I stick to the side? And I wasn't allowed to bring certain metals on because apparently they eat through whatever this chassis is. So, uh, yeah, it's weird what you can and can bring on to this craft. So I'm not even sure my bike is going to be uh, good for this whole ride. So, um, so what else? Hang on one sec. All right, I have to check. Okay. All right. Just had to check a couple things. Uh, press the dials, make sure everything's working. Um, yeah, like I, I have a couple things here I want to check in on, but uh, I'm not even sure that uh, electric bike would be the way of the future. I know it would be 
uh, basically great for, you know, no fuel uh, splashing around or floating around. I'm pretty sure my fuel injectors will work on the SCR 950. And yes, Nokomoto Bros, it's a 950, not a 900. But anyway, uh, just not sure that uh, gas floating around a carb is going to work. So not sure how all that's going to happen. Um, did want to say I've been getting some questions regarding Jay and uh, do a little update of that, plus a little update of the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge, which normally happens uh, soon, and the Californian uh, from Brady Walker, which is also uh, usually happens around next month. Wait, no, March, April, May. So in a couple months. However, I, it's well, we'll get to that. Let's let's start. So Jay, Jay's got us all beat in this COVID thing, homeboys and homegirls. <laughs> Jay's uh, getting three solid hots in a cot, and. Um, yeah, I gotta say she's doing pretty good for herself. She is uh, she's a person we were talking about who is currently fighting incarceration charges for uh, carrying a concealed dirk or dagger. I do not recommend carrying a blade over three inches long in California if you don't have it exposed. Um, you can't have a non-folding knife in your pocket, so remember that. But also, she's doing pretty good. I wrote a letter for her to her lawyer last week. um, And everything's, I don't know, just uh, status quo, I guess, for being incarcerated. So, But she's got everybody beat. I don't know how things are down there on Earth right now. But I imagine that it's pretty good uh, for all of you that are still there. (laughs) Suckers. Um, I'm enjoying it up here in space. It's kind of weird. It gets kind of quiet. You hear like some rumbling and it's like a solar flare or like galactic wind, galactic wind. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I don't know when I'm going to reach actual orbit where we're kind of free floating here. So we'll see. I guess I'll hear like, I think they said there's an alarm that goes off when you, I don't think that's it that I hear right now. But anyway, so that's Jay. Uh, the J situation, um, the Californian situation, and all racing events. Um, they've been the Californian actually has been put off until I think uh, September or no June. I think they're they're following Santa Anita's um, social distancing, and I just have to say, man, my heart goes out to everybody who is doing that right now. This is the most social distancing I think you can do. I I always talk about get out and ride, but I think actually going out here to space in this thing is like the, (laughs) I'm I'm taking social distancing to the next level right here. So uh, I feel like I'm doing it all right. Um, And what else did I have to talk about in the emails? Oh, Uh, We'll be talking about it in a little bit. I'm going to try to establish a link here to Wiggins pretty soon. So I did establish a connection, but it takes a while for the signal to get there. Actually, having said that, I don't know what side of the globe I'm on. So I don't know what time this is going to come out. Hopefully it still comes out on Friday. Maybe you guys in Australia will actually get it on Friday instead of Saturday. I know you guys are so far ahead. Um, or maybe you'll get it on Tuesday. I really have no idea how the space travel thing works. Just trying to figure it all out as we go. And I feel like I'm coming in really hot. I feel like there is uh, these monitor. I can't tell what is my fuel level and what's my volume level on this ship, the way they have everything set up there. I, I turned one of them down, so hopefully my volume e- evened out a little bit. But uh, if it didn't and I start getting... Oh my god, if I'm launching fuel into space, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Um, So anyway, having said that, mother effer, I think... Hello? 
Hello? I think I turned on the radio. Whoopsie. All right. Well, at any rate, yes. Um, what else? There was another email. Oh, uh, I can't remember. We're going to have some stuff coming up, though. We do have a, a bike show that uh, I made a part of. Uh, I made a group for on our Facebook page. So if you go check that out. Also, I did want to say that uh, if you, I couldn't think of another time, a better time to learn and go do something. If you want to hear what podcasts I've been listening to, I noticed a lot of people have been in um, like self quarantining and doing like workout stuff. So uh, I used to be really big into fitness. If you want to hear some of my recommendations, maybe you don't, maybe you just want me to shut up. But, anyways, yeah, I will leave a link in the show notes. There's some videos I think you should watch. Uh, I love the guy Fortnite. So if you watch Fortnite videos, there's a few things that they have. When we get back to writing, we are just going to be like on it. So uh, interesting thing I heard. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what books too I've been reading uh, and what podcasts I listen to before I start telling you about other interesting things I've heard. There's so much to look at and do around here that I just am like, wow, my brain's going crazy. Okay, so listen, here's what I'm listening to right now. Freakonomics, and I had to like download these before I left Earth because I really don't think it works like that up here. I, I don't think I can stream. Um, so I have these downloaded on my phone. Of course, I have uh, Freakonomics, and they just talked a really uh, good episode about COVID 19 and how it's going to affect living together so close, um, the benefits of living together uh, in, a, in a big city. And, and also the disadvantages, the benefits of living with somebody, especially like if you don't want to get divorced in like six months. Um, it also talked about the fact that in China, the best thing that they did for the population wasn't like make them quarantine to stop the spread of COVID. It's when they shut down the factories. More people were dying of pollution over there and poor, bad, like bad air quality and resp- respiratory uh, diseases because of the air quality over there than obviously were of COVID-19. And so when they shut down all the factories, more people got saved from that than from the quarantine. And, pro- and you know, staying staying inside and all that stuff kept them from getting in the pollution but god dang pollution kills more people than ever in china and nobody uh thought about that until all this great stuff happened so yeah um also i've been listening to between two wheels podcast it's three dudes on harley davidson's and they talk about stuff it seems kind of like they research backstories and talk about information kind of like i used to do before wiggins came on um and yeah, they, they have some really good points. On the last episode I listened to, I have one waiting that I don't want to listen to yet. But the last one I listened to, uh, they were talking about Harley Davidson's and, and uh, Matt Levitich, uh being fired. And I just want to say that, yeah, that was a pretty good show. Uh, I'm not sure if it was that same show where they said Harley Davidson doesn't have any racing history. But dude... Harley hasn't won a race in 50 years. I just want to remind those dudes, Harley Davidson actually dominated flat track until Indian popped on the scene in like 2016, right? Or 2017. So Harley Davidson dominated flat track from the 80s when they made uh, everybody else run restrictor plates and also drag racing. So there's only uh, motocross and road racing left. And so they didn't participate in those very well but they did have series you know there was a vance and Hines series um but yeah anyway 
they have been racing and, and winning races. Uh, what else have I been listening to? What's loaded up here? Oh, yeah, this is – I'm not going to tell you guys. This is my my little secret. Um, but I do listen to some true crime ones, and I listen to the finance ones. Um, Nokomoto's in here. Uh uh, motorcycles and misfits is in here i've been listening to this one called five dirty bikers you guys should uh, give it a listen and tell me what you think about it uh what else is in my other library cleveland moto uh business wars and american scandal i love those bikers dyson bars out of portland girl on a moto front end chatter um this motorcycle life and uh, a couple of the fitness ones I'm not going to tell you about because you guys probably aren't, don't want to get into fitness right now. But anyway, some of the ones I used to listen to are gone. Like the uh, last podcast on the left, they're only on Spotify now. And I think some people are moving only to Spotify. Some people are moving only to Stitcher. Dude, I'm staying right where I am. Available on everything, including uh, Tibamagon. And I learned today that there is this uh, repeater out here in space that gets us too. So I was kind of stoked about that. Um, what did I, I was just thinking a few minutes ago, something I needed to tell you before I got this uplink with Wiggins all set to go. Um, I go, oh, the Bosu build, this spacecraft is not huge and there's not like a lot of workspace to be had on it, but there is some, and since I'm not sure how carbureted bikes are going to work out in space and I'm not sure how the fuel-injected bikes are going to work out in space or and I don't have an electric bike, I bought a bike that I don't even need to run right now, and that's the BOSU bike. Uh, and I brought most of the body parts for it. Um, I'm going to fabricate the rest. I might have some sweet, like, weird space technology stuff by the time I get home. Uh, you know, I'm going to come back after this uh, and see how things work but you know i think i brought something with me i can't tell if it's muscular or if it's actually internal but my uh it's like my lung feels like there's i feel like i have i need to cough but there's nothing to cough out it's just this little feeling so holy am i taking covid into space with me oh my god bro uh so yeah that's quite a possibility um and so far there are uh, there's only one race out here in space, and that's the human race. And I hope I don't see any alien. <laughs> I don't. Technically, I hope I don't see anybody out here but me. So, I don't think there's any astronauts out here. But uh, if so, oh yeah, here's what I wanted to say. Um, working from home, I did want to mention that because my wife, uh, obviously, I had to leave her behind because she's a teacher and she's going to have to be teaching. And I don't know how long I'm going to be up here for. So. Um, she is down there teaching and I wanted to say that uh, yeah for all you teachers out there I hope things are going well I hope things are working out um, the one of her uh, well some people that we know in the community where she teaches are doctors at the hospitals and one of her students was telling her today he's not going to see his mom for a month she's a doctor and she is going to go uh, stay basically at the hospital because she's afraid of bringing COVID back to uh, her family and infecting them with anything because it's, uh, hey, America, we did it. We won. Yay! We're the best at everything now. We have surpassed all the other nations with our COVIDs and, uh, and all that stuff. So we're COVID number one. Um, so, yeah, this kid's uh, mom is afraid of bringing it home. So she's going to stay in the hospital. Um, Junkie Turdman himself has made a few trips out into public. And uh, I 
don't know what to think of it. You know, should I be worried or not? So you tell me. Um, and, oh, I'm getting some signal. What is that? I just got like a little noise. I hope it's not bad. There it is again. It was a little bit louder. Wait, what is it? I don't know. Let me figure this out. Maybe it's oh, it's the Wiggins. I think it's Wiggins coming in. Yeah, I think this is the the pulse signal coming in. The Wiggins is establishing connection right now. All right, we'll be, I'm gonna link Wiggins in, and we'll be right back. Holy shit, we're recording. Snap. <laughs> Yeah. All right. You ready to just dive in? Sure. sure all right, everybody. Sure. Um, we're, we're playing it safe. We're six feet apart. We are uh, more than six feet apart. That's true. Yeah, we are. <laughs> also, this. Hey, can you hear that? Okay. Yeah, I can. I can yeah. Usually you can't. Like, it, I feel like this audio uh, is picking up way more than my normal. Rec- you know, when we record, I have these dynamic mics, so they don't pick up everything. And uh, this is so weird. Um, yeah, hey, I wanted to say real quick, I didn't, Wigs, this is like totally kind of off the cuff. We didn't have this really planned because I didn't know when the next time we're going to see each other is. But thanks to uh, the folks at Zencaster, they're making everything um, free for the next, if you want to start uh, hosting your podcast here, go check it out because usually you have to pay to get a bunch of people on. And right now it's free because of COVID-19. So that's one good thing coming out of all this is people are really kind of doubling down on their kindness and giving access to like services and all that great stuff. So I wanted to say that. And also I read a cool quote today and it reminded me of motorcycling. This isn't the exact quote, but focus on where you want to go not where you fear you're going. I kind of modified it a little bit, but it reminds me of that thing like, look where you want to go, not where you're headed, you know, because then you'll run into the tree. <laughs> so, hey, before we even get into um, all the stuff that's happening right now, how's it going, dude? I haven't I haven't seen you in like three weeks now. I know, it's kind of crazy with all this quarantine, but it's yeah. good. It's, it's weird, man. Like, working from home is a weird one. I don't, I don't know if I like it necessarily. <laughs> I do and I don't. Like it, it's yeah. really easy to do nothing all day, but um, I also have to do some stuff, so it makes it tough. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's weird. It's going to be yeah. weird getting back in the swing too. But I'm looking forward to getting back to normal. This yeah, it's not a vacation. Sure. Vacations. I I told my wife too because she's working from home, and of course the kids are at home, and oh, so dude, that I, makes everybody at my work's at home. Yeah. Yeah, and your wife's home too. Yeah, and my kids home too. So it's just like yeah, that's all we have going. I feel like see your place is a little bit smaller than mine. We can get away with it here because the kids have their own bedrooms and they're a little older, and so mm-hmm. they can kind of like self isolate and do their schoolwork and all that stuff. But for you, I mean, you got her on top of you and your wife, you know, running around, and so and you guys are, you know, I don't know if you got like a safe a quote safe workspace <laughs> or really constantly the, family around the desk like in the in the living room for me yeah and then so that's like you know Evie's running around the living room so it makes it hard but it is what it is yeah my kids <clears throat> it's so weird they've actually been really really good and respectful of my wife like teaching and so they haven't run into bugger even when they're like upset with something they're just like hey we're, she's teaching a class and it's yeah. at school they know you don't run in so at home they haven't like ran in so it's kind of mm, interesting that's good see yeah. like our daughter 
total. I mean, she's obviously like a lot younger, but she totally has no idea yeah. about that at all. Like, just totally is. Um, oh, hey, don't touch my computer. That means let's hit all the buttons on the computer. <laughs> or as soon as like I had a I had a customer call today, and as soon as like I'm on the phone, she's like, "Daddy, daddy, daddy." I'm like, "Hey, yeah. can I take this?" And she's like, "Yeah, no, daddy, daddy." So luckily. You know, a lot of uh, my coworkers and you know customers, they are in the same situation, or they um, know. You know, they have kids, so they get it. So it's yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like when my kids were younger, they would just run in here, and I've tra- had to train them. I mean, it wasn't. It was like in the summertime when they were off of school is when it was the biggest deal. Yeah, and I'm you know this summer may be hell because. Who knows? Or maybe this is going to make it better, you know, because maybe they'll be like, hey, you know, it was like this during the end of the school year. And so now that it's summertime, we still can't, you know, we got to figure out something to do. But yeah, Yeah. when they were late, when they were younger, definitely. And your daughter's age. Yeah, there's no, she doesn't know, you know. Yeah, no idea. Now now dad's at home. It's like, (laughs) we. It's funny, like when I don't, when I'm not doing anything for work, she doesn't care. But as soon as it's like she knows, as soon as it's serious. She's like, oh well, yeah. Now it's time to now it's time to do something. But it is what it is. Making it work. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying we're making it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy because, like you said, everybody's in this situation right now. Um, And my whole work, like, like I don't know, two thousand employees had to go home, except for like the very basic uh, ones that have to be there to run you know, software stuff. And so all, you know, I've been doing this for like 14 years working from home and all of a sudden everyone's working from home and people on my team are like emailing me like, Oh my God, like, what do I do? How do, what like, I'm going nuts. Like, and and I'm like, dude, it is a total, um, if you're not used to it, it's a total psychological change, you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's weird. You know, like I said, I don't, not a huge fan of it for myself. I prefer, it gives me something to do to get out on the road and it's hard to like stay motivated when I'm at home and for where I'm at with my job right now, like it's sales and I'm, I'm in a way like door to door and talking to customers and being relatively new. I don't have a solid foundation of customers that like phone calls and emails. Um, you know, I have a few and they're building, but I'll email them and never hear back. And then I'll stop by and be like, Oh yeah, I got that. I'm like, you know, and it's like, I can tell, you know, as you go, the customers like trust you more and they will reach out. But right now they're just, they're not. So, yeah, I know. Right. It's, um, you're, you were kind of in the building stages and then this happened. Like, this is so weird for a lot of people, I think too. And I was kind of scared. I was reading, um, I mean, this affects me in particular, um, the hardest hit industries, they were saying that there's going to be a big spring back in a bunch of stuff, but the hardest hit industries are going to be motor parts, motor, like automotive vehicle parts and, um, like service or something like that. And then what was the other one? I forget what the other one was, but it was, uh, you know, something totally unrelated, but, but I was just like, Whoa, like the biggest one was going to be automotive industry because of the manufacturing and the parts, the supply chains and and the necessity, like people aren't going to be out driving right now. So like there's going to be so much stuff on hold and I'm just like, Oh my God, (laughs) they're still going to need the data. So at least I'm covered for that. But yeah, like it kind of, luckily, yeah, I think too, uh, one of the benefits is 
the some of the automotive companies, I guess, are making face masks and maybe some other yeah. medical things. So that's kind of cool that they're coming through, um, you know, kind of World War II style. They're kind of changing pace, but it's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Like cars are sitting. <laughs> like there's yeah. three months Especially worth in of lockdown areas. You know, I say three months. Yeah, who knows how long? But there's a, a month that looks like minimum of. There's no cars hitting potholes. <laughs> There's no like, you know, but it's amazing. Did you notice how gas prices dropped? Like before it even really got started, they already dropped gas prices well, to yeah, kind of help you know, the economy. I mean, that was because of um, Russia was going to like do some stuff. And then Iran's like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, I was yeah, just they like, got into a big feud right before this. And I was like, oh, boy, like this is going to be nice. awesome for gas. And then all of a sudden this happened. And I was like, well, now nobody's going to be driving anywhere. Yeah, right. And for me now, I'm like, I don't even pay for my gas, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Definitely. Um, you know, we learned at our work that we are on the, um, essential list. So our work doesn't necessarily want us going out. And a lot of customers aren't seeing people either. They're like, yeah, we're not taking visitors. Like we're working, but we're not taking visitors. So there's definitely like that side of it. But, um, they're like, Hey, if a customer wants you to go there, like you can go out, you are essential because like we supply the people that supply aerospace basically. So since that stuff's for the government, they're going to keep that essential. Right. But yeah, I heard that like Tesla and SpaceX um, supplied like a thousand ventilators and all this stuff. And then like you said, Ford is switching over to make like face masks and they're teaming up with GE and um, G uh, 3M and a couple other people to make uh like all sorts of like ventilator parts, face masks, face shields, like any medical equipment. There's like a huge shortage and Italy's yeah. like, yeah, and you're not even as bad as we were yet. So just wait till that crap happens. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, I guess God. Italy is bad right now. Like yeah. They can't handle it. So yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. You know, we, um, it's hard too. I saw some like governor was like, they went into stores and like took all these face masks and like gave them the hospitals. And I'm like, as much as I get that they needed to go there, I'm like, you can't take things from a free market like in this country. Like, yeah, you say, could pay for them, but they were like, yeah, we confiscate. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not like, that's some Nazi bullshit. You can't be doing that. Yeah. So, but it, you know, I also get that that's who needs it. Like the healthcare workers really need them right now. And all these idiots walking around with their like mask on. I'm like, those masks don't do anything unless you're already sick. And people like yeah, they right. They totally not, don't get they help. That. They help you to not spread it, right? Right. That's all it does. So yeah, I know to get if you want protection, you have to get the kind that I have for sanding and stuff, where like it's the big old pod where it doesn't let <clears throat> yeah. stuff in. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I have one of those too, and they say actually to be totally right, you gotta shave your beard. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I can see a line on my beard. <laughs> I shaved everything. I I shaved off my eyebrows, my hair. I just didn't want it sticking anywhere. Dude, dig this. This is. I thought you burned it off a couple weeks ago, anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, I didn't want you know I didn't want people to recognize me in case I get it. Let <laughs> me like, there's that guy that gave it to me. Um, no, because I've been going out. You know, I had to take my, right when all of it was going down, like right before the um, the presidential speech on the Thursday that started this whole thing off. Uh, I had gone to the grocery store like that Thursday, but I had also, and, and it was like kind of turning into a thing. And then the next week, uh, my kids had some, um, doctor's appointments, like, and I had, they were mandatory. You had to go 
and or else they couldn't see him, right? And and the doctor was only there once a month, blah 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 blah. So I'm like going to the uh, hospital plaza or whatever the hell, you know, and I'm like, Ugh, you know, I kind of don't want to be in here or my kids be in here. And then the next, and then like a couple days later was the next Thursday and I had visited the store again and boy, there was long lines. Everything was gone. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, what a difference a week makes. <laughs> so I drove crazy. By, um... And now I went yesterday and they actually have stuff taped off where like they have um, tape on the floor and little boxes where you have to stand and oh, so wow. that you're six feet away from people. And they put up like plexiglass between the cashiers and you, like when you're at the little pay, you mm-hmm. know, the little pay keypad, there's like a big plexiglass thing that's like four feet tall now. And um, I was like, whoa, dude, like two weeks is crazy. You know, one week was nuts. Two weeks is even crazier. And then supposedly it's supposed to get like worse. So who knows? Um, I a do lot of the stores, say- I went to the grocery store yesterday to pick up a few things like milk and bread and um, it had all of those things. It didn't have any canned goods. Didn't yeah. have anything like that. Uh, didn't have any really like dry goods either. But all the meat and all the veggies and all the dairy was all fully stocked. So yeah. it's it's crazy. I mean, they are you know those supply chains are still moving, so you're still getting stuff. But it it never hurts to be stocked up a little bit for sure. Yeah, and I heard that um it is well yeah I heard the same thing that it's pretty much coming in still. God, my dog's going crazy outside. I don't know if you could hear that, but. Uh, yeah, the, when I go, I noticed that it's like, like you said, canned goods are all gone. All the pastas are gone. Um, the fruits and veg are all still there for the most part, but the, um, bottled waters are gone. And I just like, I drink out of my tap and I still, I still am. It's like, what's that's, that's still the same, you know? So I don't, it's kind of funny what people bought. And I was thinking going a week afterwards that maybe things would have calmed down because, um, like everybody's going to eventually hit this point where they realize, Hey, I, I have so much stuff. I can't literally can't buy anymore. You know, like I don't need anything else. So when that point hits and then things kind of go back to normal, I think it'll probably take a couple weeks. But. Yeah. It, it's definitely kind of weird to see. I drove by Costco this week and there was like a line out. And I was like, yeah, you guys, like people don't really seem to <laughs> get it. I guess. I don't know. It's, yeah crazy or i'm like were you people all that unprepared like it's getting to the point now like where it's past where i was prepared but like we are we were easily prepared for probably two weeks um, yeah well living like, in california too like with wildfires and earthquakes you should be at least prepared for a, a week minimum you know yeah so we have about five days maybe more of water and canned goods and stuff um you know, and then luckily, like with this, we still have power, we still have water, so we don't need to re- to use those resources. Yeah. So that was kind of like kind of nice. I think it's crazy that people kind of reacted the way they did, but it, on the same hand, like you hear from like the president, everybody in China was buying toilet paper apparently because that's the same material they made the masks out of. So unless you were like going to be a mask shortage here, you should <laughs> probably not have gone and stolen all the toilet paper <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of i mean funny. we bought ridiculous things you know we saw what people were doing and started buying ridiculous things so now like we already had toilet paper but it's like when i went to the store there's none there i don't know if they have it in the back or not but you also can't bring reusable bags or you can but they won't let you stick them up on the thing 
Um, because mm-hmm. like if they're in your house and you have it or you don't know you have it, right? So like they're letting people do plastic and paper bags again. They like they like put a um, moratorium on the on the ban for right now. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. I got so one anyway. That, I didn't. I didn't know anything about it. I think they still try to charge you for them. So. Yeah, they're not supposed to, but maybe you know, make a mm, buck. Yeah, who knows? Um, one thing I did. I did notice is that people are like outside, like usually when we're quote on normal times, people were like always just on their phones. And now that we're like yeah. social distancing, yeah. there's so many more people getting out and walking around and trying now to Now that they're told healthy. to not go outside, they want to go outside. I went to Azusa this weekend and it was packed. And I was like, what the heck? Like it just, oh, at the little, everyone at the little outside. Creek? Huh? The, at the little creek? Yeah. All over. There's like a hiking trail right there too. And, yeah, so it was just busy, like all over that. And I will say, like when you were walking, like people like move out of the way. They tried to keep their little six feet, but um, it was interesting. I was like, oh, all you people were told you can't go outside, so now you're going outside. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote something about that uh, where I, in my notes here. Something about, um, you know, now that El- that happened, and people actually were going throngs of people going to the beach. Um, they shut that stuff down now. They shut the, the national parks. Well, not the national park. They shut down the parks and the beaches and a couple other places uh, so that yeah. you can't get out to hike and go to the beach anymore. Because too many people were going to do that. And they're like, no, dude, listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, real quick, let me let me uh, run through my notes here uh, at the top of the show. I did want to say, you know, there was a bunch of um, events that are obviously got canceled. And we've, we've known about all the big ones that have happened already. But on the positive side of this, like there are some upsides. Like we uh, said, more is the election canceled? Say what? And I said, is the election canceled? <laughs> it should be. Everything should be put <laughs> off. The Olympics got canceled for Pete's sake. I think I everything should just be put off till next year. <laughs> so I think um, the election should be canceled, and all of those people should just be fired anyway. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We should just have like a jubilee where we just start over, like at the Dude, beginning of the year, January first. We start everything over. Now what they're doing, they're fighting over this bill to for like the COVID relief, and they won't like. I think. I mean, to me, every bill that passes should be just about that one thing or things that have to do with that. And yeah. what they're doing is like they want to add stuff into the bill that has nothing to do with it, but now they're like. You know, so of course, like the left is saying, oh, the right shut down the bill and the right's like, well, they wanted to put all these things in there that had nothing to do with it. And I'm just like, can you people really like, you know, this is a serious issue. It's probably going to tank the economy. It's going to, a lot of people are probably going to be broken homeless. Like, even though they're supposedly like going to put a relief on rent and mortgage and all those things, like there's still like if you say we go two months, right. And so you don't have to pay rent for the next two months. When your third month comes around, your landlord is going to be like, okay, well you owe me for all of it now. Yeah. And, unless well, they, the government's somehow refunding them. Yeah. So it, the, it's, the thing is, is that I know they put a they put like some order out where you can't enforce eviction notices right now. So, so I don't, I didn't know. Oh, that okay. Were, I didn't hear that they were not. Yes. And I didn't pay rent. I didn't thing. hear much either. I was like, people's yeah. rents are going to be due. And someone's like, oh, they have a bill for that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this. No, they have a thing where you – they have a thing right now where you can't um, – you, know, so you just can't the, evict anyone right now. You can't evict anybody right now, okay. right? So it's like <laughs> – Yeah, so they're still going to owe you three months rent. So at the end of all yeah. this, they're going to be broke yes. and be getting evicted. So, but yeah. the government's doing a bailout welfare package where they're going to send us Supposedly, all 1000 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know a single person that can pay rent on a thousand bucks. Nobody can. Well, maybe in like, it should be, you know, it should, the value should be state by state because <laughs> they need right, to give Californians yeah. like seven grand. Oh you yeah. Need to pay and they're rent? like, Oh, okay. but I'm still going to get kicked out. I still I, don't know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going but, on. Like, fortunately uh, we are both working. So like, we're still paying our daycare because we're like, if we don't, they'll go under, um, you know, and we talked to the lady at daycare yesterday and now, um, all daycares with non-essential kids. So unless you had healthcare workers, children or something like that, <clears throat> then they closed down. So they made our daycare close down and they're like, what are we supposed to do? Like what? Okay. So we don't have to pay rent, but <clears throat> like, what about, the power company and all that. And then again, yeah, it's like, what about in a month or two months or three months? Like what's going to happen? Like they're expecting. And it's also kind of interesting too. Like these big businesses are complaining, right? Like aircraft companies are a good one. Right. And they're talking about being broke, but it's like when 50% of your country lives paycheck to paycheck. And then these billion dollar companies are going bankrupt in a month. Like (laughs) what's wrong. And, you know, you're expecting these people to have this like savings and be able to do all that. Then like, you know, you're, you're not doing something right. Yeah. It's it's nuts. I mean, it is nuts what's happening. I I agree that like they're, I don't know what people are going to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what the hell is going to be happening, but um, apparently, you know, they want to get stuff back on, on track too, which is another funny thing to me because I realized that like Trump is losing out crazy because he has a lot of hotel you know he owns hotels and golf courses and all this stuff i yeah, didn't know true. i did read something that there was no um they they didn't put a restriction on golf course um <laughs> you can still go golfing basically so that's but, an essential uh, yeah you can't go hiking but you can go golfing the president just happens to own some golf courses and ah. oddly enough you <laughs> but but no i mean i think it i don't know i don't i have no dog in this fight because i work from home you know what i'm saying but i do feel there has been a lot of positives like a lot of people getting out and walking and exercising more my yeah, been wife gets more time with yeah you see it all over right like you saw yeah, it this weekend yeah. well i see it like and, at home like getting on a walking during the day there's all kinds of people out right now yeah i know it's there's so many people out that were never out before i feel like people have a little bit more time so i'm like that's kind of a good thing maybe people will go to more telecommuting now that the businesses have had to like bite the bullet and provide for that right now but i also think that like my wife for sure has been able to spend more time with with our kids and been Mm -hmm. less less stressed out about the kids in her class um running around checking on each one to make sure that they get it and they're paying attention and all this and that it's like she can work with them and then um basically just like when you know when they need something they reach out she's not running around to 30 different kids you know so it's been kind of cool there's been some stuff like that and also uh the traffic's been great if you are getting out yeah (laughs) there's like a lot of kind of side effects that are pretty good and the fact that the automakers are switching over to do stuff like masks and stuff so that they're not going to go under, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. The, one of the problems I have, like with the kids learning from home, I'm like, you need that one-on-one contact. Like yeah. you need, like the reason we send them to schools is so they can interact with people. However, I will say too, and I was never good at this, um, but if you think about it, it's also good for them because how many, when they get to college, like how many classes are online? Like to yeah. me, I think it's stupid that colleges are allowed to get away with that unless it's distance learning. 
but um you know like you're you know i i had a class that it's like you went to like once a week or to take tests and then everything they just sent you back and you like sat at your computer and went through these presentations that our teacher probably didn't even do and i'm just like what <laughs> so in a way like they're learning how to do that but i don't think that's something that can be learned either like you know, like people like you and I, like we need to like learn with our hands. We have to do things like that or we yeah. get bored and we can't, I can't well, learn that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, your teacher can see if you are not Struggling getting something whatever, where if yeah. you're at home, they have to wait for you to reach out, you know, and also yeah. socializing with other people is pretty important for when you get older mm-hmm. or just when you're out Absolutely. in public period. Um, so yeah, there are some good things coming out of this. Another good thing, there's a lot of, uh, you know, ver- things are going virtual. The, um, uh, F1 and NASCAR and IMSA went virtual and they had like, uh, over the weekend, I think they had some pro drivers racing with the iRacing league. And ah. I know fans, yeah. Fans choice used to broadcast iRacing as well as like regular yeah, I know racing. They did, yeah. I know yeah. Tony Stewart's big into that. He loves it. Yeah, and he, I think he raced I, uh, Dale Junior. Uh, you know, he re, I didn't know this that he retired last year because of so many yeah. concussions. He got so multiple concussions. concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came out of retirement to race on iRacing, and then a couple other up and comers that are like really good came out and raced, and they were laughing at like how people, you know, the the consequences for taking out somebody in, online is a lot different than in real life. So he's like, a lot of people like. <laughs> You, you get a reset you you don't you don't get hurt when you crash so a lot of people race kind of funny you know it's a little bit different but yeah. it's cool to hear that and then and i know F- i racing supposedly pretty good but a lot of them it's like you have these computer people that aren't really good drivers yeah. that are now competing so it's like i see why you know it's not going to be like a professional thing but i do see why race drivers do it for training yeah. And a lot of it's like the tracks are so accurate these days too, because they've been to them and they've like scanned them with lasers. Like literally that's how they do right, it. Yeah. It's like your, your pro drivers are learning the corners and they're learning all that stuff. So it's before they even get there and do testing. So they can sit there and literally play video games and do those things. And that's right. kind of cool. But yeah, the whole idea of doing like having the pro drivers against them is a, is a, weird interesting one though yeah and so yeah the guy that runs iRacing league or whatever it is he contacted mm-hmm. um some of the drive you know the guys have showed interest during the fan um i don't know they have like fan events where the real drivers will come in and like be online for a little bit and chat and he's like hey guys yeah. listen you guys are out until indefinitely right nobody knows when yeah. they're going to go back especially formula one um i follow a formula one thread on reddit and all they've been talking about is like who's missing the season we're missing so much stuff all this crazy uh this this goes for motorcycles and cars and any racing in general all the promotional stuff they made and even the olympics i guess you know the olympics they spent so much money prepping and then printing out um you know tokyo olympics 2020 or where the hell it's going to be japan olympics 2020 um and now all that stuff since it's being pushed back is going to be inaccurate and they're gonna have to make new 2021 you know, stuff and, and same with racing, you know, all the preparation and logistics, printing posters and, um, promotional stuff, all that's like out the window now and is is waste and they're going to have to reprint it and redo all the marketing and stuff. Um, when they change the dates, you know, once they find out what the new dates are going to be. Yeah. But MotoGP is going to go virtual too, apparently. Hmm. 
I just read that somewhere. I think on Racer X or something. I read that today. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it is cool that regular, like you said, regular Joe Schmoes get to race with pros now. And this is like <laughs> one one cool thing that's come out of it is it like it levels the playing field for everybody. It's kind of neat, but it's like I said, it needs to be a temporary thing because there's a reason that those guys are pro. Oh um, yeah, for sure. You know, so you can't when you take certain consequences out of it. It, it changes that. And to me, that's not a good way to like actually no, yeah, level the, the, the playing field. Yeah. The like guy, would, and they're not going to go back to the real track and be like, Hey, I can reset. I'm just going to take somebody into the wall, you know, like, well, they, and they're not, they, were saying I mean, they had to like change their mindset. Yeah. There's a lot more involved too. And it's like, you get the guys that are the good video gamers and it, it kind of, it's different. Cause you also don't have, you don't have the G forces. You don't have the things the car is doing. You don't really have the same setup. You know, and like in those iRacing, I'm sure you can change your setup, but if you change something, it's going to do what you think it's going to do. Where yeah. when you go to an actual racetrack and you have years of experience and you're like, hey, let's change the toe or something, right? It might not do <laughs> what you think yeah. it's going to do that day. Like, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. That's funny. I was listening to this to ESPN, and that's where I partially heard. Um, I read it later, but I heard that's where I heard the interview with the I forget the guy's name they were talking to, but he was like, "Yeah, you know, when you're racing, he's like, I actually did pretty bad because I don't race like online a lot. You know, you yeah. do, you can learn the tracks, but like you're saying, they you can't learn how your real car is gonna." Um, is going to react. You can learn the turns. If you've never been there before, you can familiar yourself, familiarize yourself with it because they do take really good scans of them now. But yeah. just like you said, you don't exactly know how you're going to have to be oversteering or understeering in a certain corner, right? And so right. he was like, yeah, I was actually pretty bad. Like I kind of suck at the virtual stuff, um, which is funny. You know, like when Guitar Hero came out, uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax said he sucked and he was, they were doing online competitions, you know, and he's like, dude, I was getting my ass kicked. Cause there's like five buttons and on a guitar, <laughs> there's like, you know, 20 something frets and six yeah, strings, yeah. you know? So he's like, it's totally different than actually playing a real guitar. But I know one of the things they had done too, on like guitar hero, depending on what level you're on, you wouldn't hit the, like you would hear it, right. You could hear the bass pedal or whatever. And you'd, you'd sit there and like, you'd do it. And it wasn't, it would like skip some to like make it easier. So you weren't hitting the button as fast. And it oh. totally like made it harder in a way. Yeah. So if well, you're a guy if you like play that, like guitar and you're like doing a scale and on that thing, you just have to like yeah, hit right? buttons in order. Yes. It's like, you don't, your muscle memory is out the window at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, totally Hey, this is, it. this is kind of cool for you. Um, I wanted to say real quick that, uh, I'm trying to do my part. Well, creative writing, we're doing our part to kind of get through this too and create some virtual events. So I'm creating mm-hmm. a, uh, a, we have a new Facebook page up that I just launched the other night in the middle of the night to probably a bad idea to do stuff in the middle of the night because <laughs> <laughs> I probably wasn't thinking straight, but we have Cove, Cove 20 and it's the creative online virtual bikes and and then every every week it's going to rotate. So this week it's bikes and bikinis. And I I don't really want to see anybody in a bikini, but if you're going to be in a bikini, it has to be a dude or a girl, whatever you are, who whatever whoever you are. If you're going to be in the pick, you have to you have to be in a bikini. We're leveling the field here. So <laughs> wigs, bust out your bikini, your best bikini if you're going to be uh, sporting uh, the bikini I do still class. Have some speedos. So, um, I, need a I think the next week after that it might be bikes and bald heads 
and then if we ha- if you're if you have hair, you can put like a stocking over your head or a or a mask or something. Um, and then it might be bikes and brews. I don't know what it's going to be, but I was trying to think of something funny. And the first thing in my head was like, you know, all these dumb bike shows that I still see advertised is like bikes and bikinis. So it's like we'll do that just to be idiots. Yeah. But it's going to rotate just so that you don't submit once and then get bored of it. Um, or have nothing else to do after that. It's like every week or every couple of weeks we'll change it until all this is over. Cause I don't know when this is actually going to end. You know, each week it seems to be getting worse. So it does right now. Um, no one seems to know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, until this is over, we're going to do Cove Bab 20. And if you go to the creative writing page, you should be able to find it there. Um, I just start putting totally, your bike on there. Um, I totally you know. um, missed my grandma's funeral this week because it was bad. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It, um, Wait a minute. You missed the podcast before because your grandma died. Wait a minute. You missed the podcast <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> yeah, oh, so like was we, it in uh, Indiana? Yeah, I just, I was like, okay, so if I fly back and putting getting stuck aside, but if I fly back, everyone I'm going to see is over 60. Yeah. So that's not good. Um, and I was like, so what am I going to do? Fly back? I can't see my grandparents. Um, yeah, you know, the funeral and what, like, it doesn't make sense. So I was like, if I drive back, like, and now I, you know, hindsight, it's good. I didn't, but I'm like, now all these States are getting locked down. Indiana yeah. went locked down. <clears throat> Actually the funeral was supposed to be Tuesday and Wednesday. And it was just Tuesday because Indiana got a lockdown Tuesday night. So you had been stuck. Yeah, totally. So they, they just don't, they don't know what to do right now. Yeah, dude, this is crazy. But I I heard on the news the other night that some party in like Massachusetts or Connecticut or something, there was like fifty four people at the party, and half of them, uh, and then everybody flew home, and half of them tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, <laughs> so nice. they're like, oh my god, twenty five of you, like you know, twenty six. I, I think if there's like fifty four people all together, so twenty six or twenty seven people um, tested positive. And so now they're flown back. Some of them even came from South Africa. And uh, so they're flying all over to even different countries and like spreading it now. And I was like, oh my God. And I saw this little thing about how it spreads. And like literally it only takes two people to turn into eight people, right? And that's kind of what's been happening here in in, uh, Los Angeles County is that like every week at first it was like not very many. But then the, the a couple weeks later, it had doubled. And then in only one week later, it had doubled from that. So it's like mm-hmm. kind of crappy, you know, like how it's all going down. But <clears throat> half of the cases in California right now, I was just looking at the health thing today, the health department. Half of the cases in California is 18 to 49. So like the not at risk, <laughs> not at risk group, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, damn. So, uh, yeah, but now, I mean, you know, it. they're out of uh, ventilators and stuff too. So everyone's kind of at risk, you know? They're yeah. Really- oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're going to do Cove Bab to keep you guys in the house and to keep everybody, this is something everybody can do is go to Cove Bab and then we'll change the theme every couple of weeks. And if you have something you want to do, like maybe uh, bikes and, and boxers, you have like a boxer terrier or something you want to you know we'll do we'll do cove bab we'll figure out what the last b is going to be uh together and make that fun and i also made some coloring books and i'm gonna uh ride over and drop one on your porch for for evie um so they're only a few pages long they're like six pages long but they're all hand-drawn 
I scanned all the drawings the other day and uh, nice. try try to print one out. So they're pretty pretty cool, and I'll I'll drop one over there. Uh, I'll knock on your door and then run away so you can open the door and get it. <laughs> it <laughs> so, probably works. Yeah, that's how it has to work. Um, so also unlike our sisters at our brother's show, Nokomoto, wait, I think I said that right. Did I say that backwards? Um, we're obviously going to talk about coronavirus and, but specifically I wanted to talk about the the motorcycling community's response to COVID-19 and it's been kind of all over the place. Um, similar to a lot of other social causes that start like gain momentum online, I've seen a ton of motorcyclists that have taken to social media in response to the stay-at-home orders. And this is mostly last weekend before all this uh, stuff got closed. Um, they were doing a kill-the-quarantine ride and stunt ride here and stunt ride there and bike night. And it's mostly guys in that age group that I just said, like 18 to 49, right? Um, and so the state, state and local governments have imposed stay-at-home rules all over California. But like in Orange County, they have a... Um, shelter in place. Right. And so all these people are going out and in LA, they say you can get out and walk your dog and go hiking and all that stuff. But statewide it's a stay at home. And and we haven't gone to the Italy style lockdowns yet, but I think with all the people going to the beach this last weekend, and like you yeah. said, all the people on the hiking trails and all these freaking motorcyclists, there was a, um, uh, I'm not going to call them out because they're, a they advertise a lot of events that happen here in, in California and they're pretty much a SoCal organization, but they did like a kill the quarantine ride. And there was like at least a hundred bikes there. And I'm thinking, dude, if 54 people at a freaking um, birthday party and half of them test positive and they were all family, then at a, at a random bike ride of a hundred riders that meet up in LA, like I'm going to guess that at least a quarter or half have it and don't know it, you know? So, and then they're all yeah. going to go back and like now who knows how many people have it. So on one hand I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm all out. I'm all for riding. And I actually went on a huge long, uh, few hour ride this weekend, but I was by myself. Right. And I didn't, I didn't go near anybody else. I stopped to get gas and then I took the gas and sprayed it all over my hands afterwards, sprayed it in my face, just made sure I wasn't going to have any germs on me. And then, and that was it. That's the only thing I touched was a gas pump. And I literally sprayed gas all over my body afterwards. Um, but dude, like these huge meetups, um, what do you think about those? Like, I know it's one thing to say you got to stay at home, but, but it's another thing to be like, you know, get out and ride and then you go out with like 150 people, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of the issue. And uh, the problem is people don't, they don't know if they're sick for a few days, so they don't know how it's going to affect them long-term or anyone that they're going to go see, you know, are they going to go to their parents' house or grandparents' house or something or on a subway and someone's there and, and, Okay, a subway is a bad example because those people shouldn't be out of the house either. But still, like, you know, I think that's kind of the issue is you don't know right away. So you might go somewhere and then that person gets sick. And, like, you know, if your grandparents are 80 years old and you go get them sick with Kova, like, in a way, you killed them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Sounds bad, but it seems like how it is right now. So I don't know. And the thing is, we just don't have any information and our government's a fucking joke. So <laughs> right. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, the way people are. Whoops, am I too hot now? Yeah, blah, you blah, got blah, super blah. hot right then. Whoa, um, the way I turn my recorder off, so maybe that happened. Um, yeah, the way the way people are dealing with it, and I, I kind of saw this at Mama Tried. This is like my initial thing: is that at Mama Tried, I really saw where people were not really digging it and that's this is like right before the presidential order anyway right this well, is I like when localities are still doing it but the president hadn't yet and yeah. a lot of people were kind of like um i don't know i just feel like that they were taking it for granted and and yeah. now like a week later i wonder how many people came back to socal or had taken it to Milwaukee from SoCal and Daytona yeah. Beach and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder how many of those people took it from here to there because we're like out in the in the ports, just like New York people traveling there. Like all the port people take it in inland. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's gonna be shutting down, so it's kind of crappy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, my thing was like this. I felt like. Um, unless you had a shelter in place, like sure you could go out and ride. And I did see people riding and they were, they were like one and two, there weren't large groups. The biggest group I saw was four dudes on Enduros, you know, going out for a rip, um, out in the, you know, the outback. Cause I kind of, I tried to scramble the scrambler, (laughs) see see what it would do a little heavy. Let's just put it that way. But we should uh, take them. I need to put plates and uh, stuff back on my sporty, but, uh, it'd be super fun to do, um, Indian truck trail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind. Of, it was kind of like that. I went out. Um, I, I'm going to record a little bit about it later because I don't. I didn't want to have to try and remember everything without all my pictures in hand. But yeah, I went out on Route 66. It was really nice. So there's not a whole lot of people out there to begin with. Oh, how far out then, do you have to go for it to get like uh, scrambly? Um. Well, as I was riding on old Route 66 down through like Wrightwood and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. I found a dirt road. Let's just okay. put it that way. All right. And there was some well, know, nice like, graffiti on a rock that said, keep the fuck out. But I didn't keep the fuck out. I kept going. <laughs> well, I know Route 66 turns into gravel after a while, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right up in that whole area, it, it ends, actually. And you have to go on a dirt road um, to get back to the part past um, that part of the cut where they cut the um, where they cut through the Cajon Pass right there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's really cool, and uh, and like I said, I have a whole bunch of pictures that and, and notes that I need to talk about later. But you know, <laughs> that's the biggest group was four people, and they were nicely socially distanced uh, on motorbikes. So, um, yeah, I mean, Orange County has a freaking shelter in place, and I know that Harley Davidson. One of I mean, a lot of places are closing. A lot of the um, almost every motorcycle factory in Italy is closed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and then Harley Davidson closed down last week. Um, somebody there tested positive for uh, COVID. And so they shut down, I think it was like last Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. And then, so, you know, it's making its rounds, dude. And, and motorcycles aren't immune. Um, yeah. Rob Dingman from AMA, the I think he's like the associate editor or something like that. He released a letter about getting out and riding to alleviate stress, which is like what I felt like, you know, like the governor's saying, get out and do hikes, do whatever it is to feel better. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. But, um, Jensen Beeler posted it up on asphalt and rubber and they had like a little bit of a rebuttal and his rebuttal basically said, dude, think about this. Like we, when we go on a ride, we're taking a measured risk, right? We know that we could go down and, we don't ever plan to, but just think of if, if you did, like we always, you know, it, 
mm-hmm. even before this happened, riding was kind of risky. And I'd see people down in Azusa all the time. Like I, the yeah. last four times I've gone up there, two of them I've seen bikes down. Um, and so well, we saw a car down when you and I went. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we saw that. So imagine just like well, just not making it one time, just hitting a slippery patch or some gravel. There's been so much rain. I'm sure that that road is um, crazy gravelly right now. Yeah. And so just one little tiny mistake, and maybe you don't even get hurt that bad. But like any any trip to the uh, ambulance right now, you're or getting hurt even, you're calling essential medical staff away for you right and god forbid you don't get like totally twacked out right yeah and not only that like can you imagine going to the hospital right now that was his other point they're taking you straight to the freaking hotbed how many people without insurance of course are sitting in er right now going oh i think i definitely have it i definitely yeah (laughs) right like like it yes i mean that's a big problem we have in this country anyway so now you're you're multiplying that tenfold and you're going to try and go to the hospital like fuck that yeah yeah and so that was you know they made a good case for not riding and i think this weekend i kind of felt bad because i've seen a lot of people posting like hey you go on a ride with your friends um like girl on a moto posted this um i don't know if it was in response to these big group rides that are still happening but it's like hey dude you go out and ride with like five of your friends and stop to get some food and take some pics and then you come home and give it to four people in your household you know and everybody in the group does that let's say or half of them even um because like it's happening at these innocuous events like a birthday party or riding the subway to work for an essential job in new york and now you're touching all the um turnstiles and handrails and all that stuff and and people in new york are getting it left and right because um they're essential work but they're still getting it you know what i'm saying yeah and so i was like yeah i kind of i think i'll just chill this weekend especially since it's been rainy as as all get out and and it has been nice like one of the one of the um Upsides, I thought I'd have all this free time to work on motorcycles and get all my bikes sorted out. But it's like since the kids are home, um, I feel like I've been spending more time with the family, but less time actually. I, you know, I felt like I would have more free time due to yeah. all of this. No, I feel you for sure. Yeah, working from home, you and I, we still are working, so it's not like we're just chilling in the garage yeah. for eight hours a day. Yeah. Um. Right, and I wanted to ask um, if you have kids at home that ride or that ride what are you doing right now to keep them occupied and to keep them um just like not bored out of their gourd you know what i'm saying because you heard wiggins and i talking about it little kids it's hard enough to keep them occupied during the day so now that they're stuck at home especially if you're like at a stay at home or shelter in place order like what are you doing you know and there's a lot of like we've been we've been going on a lot more walks um, Evie riding her bike more, things like that. But, you know, and even that, like, you notice people will, they definitely try to keep, like, the six-foot limit and do that, and it, it's, it's kind of neat. But it's also cool you see more people out working, like, walking and doing that. But, yeah, it's hard to kind of get them to wind down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you said, uh, free space or, like, uninterrupted space is, like, a precious commodity now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on this week's show, besides that, and besides my little ride that I'll probably record at a later time, I wanted to talk about, um, motorcycle one hit wonders. And I was wondering if you have any that you 
uh, I'm going to say a couple names of brands and I, and I wrote a bunch down here, but I only really got to, um, take notes on a few. So I'm going to say a, a name and I'm going to ask you like, what's the first motorcycle that comes to mind, uh, in your mind when you hear this brand. This would be then, interesting. When you said the name, it made me think of like bikes that were one hit wonders. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Like, um, for instance, like when I say bruff, what do you think of? Bruff? Yeah. I, I don't know what bruff is. So, uh, oh, shit. I, <laughs> it's a bike brand. Um, okay. I, they recently resurfaced, I think, Bruff Superior. But when I think of Bruff, I think of well, Bruff Superior. Obviously right? not very superior then, are they? And they no. Um, but when I, you know, <clears throat> I looked it up and William Bruff actually first found, because I've seen these bikes in museums and stuff, right? I've never, you don't see them out on the road anymore. Nobody takes these things out. But William Bruff first founded bruff motorcycles in 1902 and they made singles v twins and flat twins and that's the ones i've seen is the um the flat twins so um, is it like a beamer style flat twin yeah i sort of yeah so in 1914 he quit making every, everything except for the flat twins and it's a it's a 497 overhead valve flat twin um, it was slightly over square, which kind of goes along with our the moto scan I want to do this week. Um, and so when I think of Bruff and Bruff Superior, I didn't even know that Bruff Senior had done this uh, whole brand before because it turns out Bruff Superior was his son's company. So Bruff had three models. They had the HB the HS and the HTT and the HTT was like a souped up racing model that had um, lightweight iron pistons, no steel stainless steel pistons I want to say and like lightened rods and all this stuff but I think it still only made like, I don't know, like 6 horsepower (laughs) but I mean this is like 1914 right? (laughs) Um, And then right before World War 1 he introduced a 692cc flat twin that was weight under square and that matters later for our moto scan and then he got out of the business in 1926 but his son had started his son george started i want to say like 1919 or something like that and he started bruff superior motorcycles and so the dad always joked that oh mine must be bruff inferior (laughs) so um but yeah like i didn't know bruff made uh, motorcycles, and the, and the only one I heard of is Bruff Superior. I didn't even know that was the name of the company. I thought that was the model. Um, so then, if I say Ariel, what do you think of? The Square Four, right? And the Ariel Atom. <laughs> yeah, right. So the Ariel Square Four is the motorcycle I always think of when people say Ariels. And the Ariel Adam is that car that the guy who bought the company in like 89 or whatever uh, made. But the Ariel um, Model D was actually um, uh, Ariel's first overhead valve. It was a 500cc. And they had been making stuff way before that. Like I think they were making trikes and all sorts of weird stuff like early, early in the century using like two horsepower um, like steam engines and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. Hey, Wiggs, I still see you in here. Do you see me? Let me mark it here. Maybe I touched something. Yeah, we're reconnecting to you. Warning, 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 warning. 
warning. I'm out of here, motherfucker. Hello? Hello, did I lose you? Hello, hello, hello.